Act One of There Are Crimes and Crimes by August Strindberg. Translated by Edwin Bjorkman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Cast of Characters Maurice. Read by Brett Downey. Jean. Read by Elizabeth Clatt. Marion. Read by Emily Jold. Adolf. Read by Matt Perard. Henriette. Read by Amanda Friday. Emile. Read by Chuck Williamson. Madame Catherine. Read by Capricia Page. The Abbe. Read by Algie Pug. Watchman. Read by Charlotte Duckett. Commissaire. Read by Todd. Detective. Read by Todd. Waiter. Read by Charlotte Duckett. Guard. Read by Charlotte Duckett. Servant Girl. Read by Elizabeth Clatt. Narrated by Amanda Friday. There are crimes and crimes. Act One. First Scene. The Upper Avenue of Cypresses in the Montparnasse Cemetery at Paris. The background shows mortuary chapels, stone crosses, on which are inscribed O Crux, Ave Spacer Unica, and the ruins of a windmill, covered with ivy. A well-dressed woman in widow's weeds is kneeling and muttering prayers in front of a grave decorated with flowers. Jean is walking back and forth, as if expecting somebody. Marion is playing with some withered flowers picked from a rubbish heap on the ground the abbe is reading his breviary while walking along the further end of the avenue watchman enters and goes up to jean look here this is no playground jean submissively i am only waiting for somebody who'll soon be here all right but you're not allowed to pick any flowers jean to marion drop the flowers dear abbe comes forward and is saluted by the watchman. Can't the child play with the flowers that have been thrown away? The regulations don't permit anyone to touch even the flowers that have been thrown away, because it's believed they may spread infection, which I don't think is true. Abbe, to Marion. In that case, we have to obey, of course. What's your name, my little girl? My name is Mariam. And who is your father? Marion begins to bite one of her fingers and does not answer. Pardon my question, madame. I had no intention. I was just talking to keep the little one quiet. The watchman has gone out. I understood it, reverend father, and I wish he would say something to quiet me also. I feel very much disturbed after having waited here two hours. Two hours? For him? How these human beings torture each other. Oh, crooks! Ave spes unica. What do they mean? Those words you read all around here. They mean, O cross, O only hope. Is it the only one? The only certain one. I shall soon believe that you were right, father. May I ask why? You have already guessed it. When he lets the woman and the child wait two hours in a cemetery, then the end is not far off. And when he has left you, what then? Then we have to go into the river. Oh, no, no. Yes, 
Yes. Mama, I want to go home, for I am hungry. Just a little longer, dear, and we'll go home. Woe unto those who call evil good and good evil. What is that woman doing at the grave over there? She seems to be talking to the dead. But you cannot do that. She seems to know how. This would mean that the end of life is not the end of our misery. And you don't know it? Where can I find out? Hmm. The next time you feel as if you wanted to learn about this well-known matter, you can look me up in Our Lady's Chapel in the Church of Saint-Germain. Here comes the one you are waiting for, I guess. Jean, embarrassed. No, he is not the one. But I know him. Abbe. To Marion. Goodbye, little Marion. May God take care of you. Kisses the child and goes out. At Saint Germain de Pre. Emile enters. Good morning, sister. What are you doing here? I am waiting for Maurice. Then I guess you'll have a lot of waiting to do, for I saw him on the boulevard an hour ago, taking breakfast with some friends. Kissing the child. Good morning, Marion. Ladies also. Well, of course. But that doesn't mean anything. He writes plays, and his latest one has its first performance tonight. I suppose he had with him some of the actresses. Did he recognize you? No, he doesn't know who I am. And it's just as well. I know my place as a workman, and I don't care for any condescension from those who are above me. But if he leaves us without anything to live on... Well, you see, when it gets that far, then I suppose I shall have to introduce myself. But you don't expect anything of the kind, do you? Seeing that he is fond of you and very much attracted to the child. I don't know. But I have a feeling that something dreadful is in store for me. Has he promised to marry you? No. Not promised exactly but he has held out hopes hopes yes do remember my words at the start don't hope for anything for those above us don't marry downward but such things have happened yes they have happened but would you feel at home in his world i can't believe it for you wouldn't even understand what they're talking of now and then i take my meals where he is eating out in the kitchen is my place of course and i don't make out a word of what they say so you take your meals at that place yes in the kitchen and think of it he has never asked me to come with him well that's rather to his credit and it shows he has some respect for the mother of his child the women over there are a queer lot. Is that so? But Maurice never pays any attention to the women. There is something uh, square about that fellow. That's what I feel about him, too. But as soon as there is a woman in it, a man isn't himself any longer. Emile, smiling. You don't tell me. <laughs> but listen, are you hard up for money? no nothing of that kind well then the worst hasn't come yet look over there there he comes and i'll leave you 
Goodbye, little girl. Is he coming? Yes, that's him. Don't make him mad now. With your jealousy, Jean. Goes out. No, I won't. Maurice enters. Marion runs up to him and is lifted up into his arms. Papa, papa. My little girl. Greets Jean. Can you forgive me, Jean, that I have kept you waiting so long? Of course I can. But say it in such a way that I can hear that you are forgiving me. Come here, and let me whisper it to you. Maurice goes up close to her. Jean kisses him on the cheek. I didn't hear. Jean kisses him on the mouth. Now I heard. Well, you know, I suppose that this is the day that will settle my fate. My play is on for tonight, and there is every chance that it will succeed or fail. I'll make sure of success by praying for you. Thank you. If it doesn't help, at least it can do no harm. Look over there, down there in the valley, where the haze is thickest. There lies Paris. Today, Paris doesn't know who Maurice is, but it is going to know within twenty-four hours. The haze, which has kept me obscured for thirty years, will vanish before my breath, and I shall become visible. I shall assume definite shape and begin to be somebody. My enemies, which means all who would like to do what I have done, will be writhing in pains that shall be my pleasures, for they will be suffering all that I have suffered. Don't talk that way. Don't. But that's the way it is. Yes, but don't speak of it. And then? Then we are on firm ground, and then you and Marion will bear the name I have made famous. Oh, you love me, then. I love both of you, equally much, or perhaps Marion a little more. I am glad of it, for you can grow tired of me, but not of her. Have you no confidence in my feelings toward you? I don't know, but I am afraid of something, afraid of something terrible. You are tired out and depressed by your long wait, which once more I ask you to forgive. What have you to be afraid of? The unexpected that which you may foresee without having any particular reason to do so but i foresee only success and i have particular reasons for doing so the keen instincts of the management and their knowledge of the public not to speak of their personal acquaintance with the critics so now you must be in good spirits i can't i can't do you know there was an abbe here a while ago who talked so beautifully to us my faith which you haven't destroyed, just covered up, as when you put chalk on a window to clean it. I couldn't lay hold on it for that reason. But this old man just passed his hand over the chalk, and the light came through. And it was possible again to see that the people within were at home. Tonight I will pray for you at Saint-Germain. Now I am getting scared. Fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. God? What is that? Who is he? It was he who gave joy to your youth and strength to your manhood, and it is he who will carry us through the terrors that lie ahead of us. What is lying ahead of us? What do you know? Where have you learned of this, this thing that I don't know? I can't tell. I have dreamt nothing, seen nothing, heard nothing. But during these two dreadful hours I have experienced such an infinity of pain that I am ready for the worst. Now I want to go home, Mama, for I am hungry. Yes, you'll go home now, my little darling. 
takes her into his arms. Marion, shrinking. Oh, you hurt me, Papa. Yes. We must get home for dinner. Good-bye, then, Maurice. And good luck to you. Maurice, to Marion. How did I hurt you? Doesn't my little girl know that I always want to be nice to her? If you are nice, you'll come home with us. Maurice, to Jean. When I hear the child talk like that, you know, I feel as though I ought to do what she says. But then reason and duty protest. Goodbye, my dear little girl. He kisses the child, who puts her arms around his neck. When do we meet again? We'll meet tomorrow, dear, and then we'll never part again. Jean embraces him. Never, never to part again. She makes the sign of the cross on his forehead. May God protect you. Maurice, moved against his own will. My dear, beloved Jean. Jean and Marion go toward the right, Maurice toward the left. Both turn around simultaneously and throw kisses at each other. Maurice comes back. Jean, I am ashamed of myself. I am always forgetting you, and you are the last one to remind me of it. Here are the tickets for tonight. Thank you, dear, but you have to take up your post of duty alone, and so I have to take up mine, with Marion. Your wisdom is as great as the goodness of your heart. Yes, I am sure no other woman would have sacrificed a pleasure to serve her husband. I must have my hands free tonight, and there is no place for women and children on the battlefield. And this you understood. Don't think too highly of a poor woman like myself, and then you'll have no illusions to lose. And now you'll see that I can be as forgetful as you. I have bought you a tie and a pair of gloves which I thought you might wear for my sake, on your day of honour. Maurice, kissing her hand. Thank you, dear. And then, Maurice, don't forget to have your hair fixed, as you do all the time. I want you to be good-looking so that others will like you, too. There is no jealousy in you. Don't mention that word, for evil thoughts spring from it. Just now I feel as if I could give up this evening's victory, for I am going to win. Hush! Hush! And go home with you instead. But you mustn't do that. Go now, your destiny is waiting for you. Goodbye, then. And may that happen, which must happen. Goes out. Jean, alone with Marion. O oh, crux, ave spes unica. Curtain. Second scene. The Cramery. On the right stands a buffet, on which are placed an aquarium, with goldfish and dishes containing vegetables, fruit, preserves, etc. In the background is a door leading to the kitchen, where workmen are taking their meals. At the other end of the kitchen can be seen a door leading out to a garden. On the left, in the background, stands a counter on a raised platform, and back of it are shelves containing all sorts of bottles. On the right, a long table with a marble top is placed along the wall, and another table is placed parallel to the first, further out on the floor. Straw-bottomed chairs stand around the tables. The walls are covered with oil paintings. Madame Catherine is sitting at the counter. Maurice stands leaning against it. He has his hat on and is smoking a cigarette. So it's tonight that the great event comes off, Monsieur Maurice? Yes, tonight. Do you feel upset? Cool as a cucumber. Well, I wish you luck anyhow. And you deserve it, Monsieur Maurice, after having had to fight against such difficulties as yours. Thank you, Madame Catherine. You have been very kind to me. And without your help, 
I should probably have been down and out by this time. Don't let's talk of that now. I help along where I see hard work, and the right kind of will, but I don't want to be exploited. Can we trust you to come back here after the play, and let us drink a glass with you? Yes, you can. Of course you can, as I have already promised you. Henriette enters from the right. Maurice turns around, raises his hat, and stares at Henriette, who looks him over carefully. Monsieur Adolphe is not here yet. No, madame. But he'll soon be here now. Won't you sit down? No, thank you. I'd rather wait for him outside. Goes out. Who was that? Why, that's Monsieur Adolphe's friend. Was that her? Have you never seen her before? No, he has been hiding her from me, just as if he was afraid I might take her away from him. Ha <laughs> ha! Well, how did you think she looked? How she looked? Let me see. I can't tell. I didn't see her, for it was as if she had rushed straight into my arms at once and come so close to me that I couldn't make out her features at all, and she left her impression on the air behind her. I can still see her standing there. He goes toward the door and makes a gesture, as if putting his arm around somebody. Whew! He makes a gesture, as if he had pricked his finger. There are pins in her waist. She is of the kind that stings. Oh, you are crazy, you with your ladies. Yes, it's craziness, that's what it is. But do you know, Madame Catherine, I'm going before she comes back. Or else? Or else? Oh, that woman is horrible. Are you afraid? Yes, I'm afraid for myself, and also for some others. Well, go, then. She seemed to suck herself out through the door, and in her wake rose a little whirlwind that dragged me along. Yes, you may laugh, but can't you see that the palm over there on the buffet is still shaking? She's the very devil of a woman. Oh, get out of here, man, before you lose all your reason. I want to go, but I cannot. Do you believe in fate, Madame Catherine? No. I believe in a good God, who protects us against evil powers if we ask him in the right way. So there are evil powers after all. I think I can hear them in the hallway now. Yes. Her clothes rustle as when the clerk tears off a piece of linen for you. Get away now, through the kitchen. Maurice rushes toward the kitchen door, where he bumps into Emile. I beg your pardon. He retires the way he came. Adolphe comes in first. After him, Henriette. Why, there's Maurice. How are you? Let me introduce this lady here to my oldest and best friend, Mademoiselle Henriette, Monsieur Maurice. Maurice, saluting stiffly. Pleased to meet you. We have seen each other before. Is that so? when if i may ask a moment ago right here oh but now you must stay and have a chat with us maurice after a glance at madame catherine if i only had time take the time and we won't be sitting here very long i won't interrupt if you have to talk business the only business we have is so bad that we don't want to talk of it then we'll talk of something else takes the hat away from maurice and hangs it up now be nice and let me become acquainted with the great author madame catherine signals to maurice who doesn't notice her that's right henriette you take charge of him they seat themselves at one of the tables henriette to maurice you certainly have a good friend in adolphe monsieur maurice he never talks of anything but you and in such a way that i feel myself rather thrown in the background you don't say so well henriette on her side 
never leaves me in peace about you maurice she has read your works and she is always wanting to know where you got this and where that she has been questioning me about your looks your age your tastes i have in a word had you for breakfast dinner and supper it has almost seemed as if the three of us were living together maurice to henriette heavens why didn't you come over here and have a look at this wonder of wonders then your curiosity could have been satisfied in a trice adolph didn't want it adolph looks embarrassed not that he was jealous and why should he be when he knows that my feelings are tied up elsewhere perhaps he didn't trust the stability of your feelings i can't understand that seeing that i am notorious for my constancy well it wasn't that henriette interrupting him perhaps that is because you have not faced the fiery ordeal oh you don't know henriette interrupting for the world has not yet beheld a faithful man then it's going to behold one where here henriette laughs well that's going it henriette interrupting him and directing herself continuously to maurice do you think i ever trust my dear adolph more than a month at a time i have no right to question your lack of confidence but i can guarantee that adolph is faithful you don't need to do so my tongue is just running away with me and i have to take back a lot not only for fear of feeling less generous than you but because it is the truth it is a bad habit i have of only seeing the ugly side of things and i keep it up although i know better but if i had a chance to be with you two for some time then your company would make me good once more pardon me adolph she puts her hand against his cheek you are always wrong in your talk and right in your actions what you really think that i don't know who does know that kind of thing well if we had to answer for our thoughts who could then clear himself do you also have evil thoughts certainly just as i commit the worst kind of cruelties in my dreams oh when you are dreaming of course just think of it no i am ashamed of telling go on go on last night i dreamt that i was coolly dissecting the muscles on adolph's breast you see i am a sculptor and he with his usual kindness made no resistance but helped me instead with the worst places as he knows more anatomy than i was he dead no he was living but that's horrible and didn't it make you suffer not at all and that astonished me most for i am rather sensitive to other people's sufferings isn't that so adolph that's right rather abnormally so in fact and not the least when animals are concerned and i on the other hand am rather callous towards the sufferings of both myself and others now he is not telling the truth about himself or what do you say madame catherine i don't know anybody with a softer heart than monsieur maurice he came near calling in the police because i didn't give the goldfish fresh water those over there on the buffet just look at them it is if they could hear what i am saying yes here we are making ourselves out as white as angels and yet we are taking it all in all capable of any kind of polite atrocity the moment glory gold or women are concerned so you are a sculptor mademoiselle henriette a bit of one enough to do a bust and to do one of you which has long been my cherished dream i hold myself quite capable go ahead that dream at least need not be long in coming true but i don't want to fix your features in my mind until this evening's success is over not until then will you have become what you should be 
how sure you are of victory yes it is written on your face that you are going to win this battle and i think you must feel that yourself why do you think so because i can feel it this morning i was ill you know and now i am well adolph begins to look depressed maurice embarrassed listen i have a single ticket left only one i place it at your disposal adolph thank you but i surrender it to henriette but that wouldn't do why not and i never go to the theatre anyhow as i cannot stand the heat but you will come and take us home at least after the show is over if you insist on it otherwise maurice has to come back here where we shall all be waiting for him you can just as well take the trouble of meeting us in fact i ask i beg you to do so and if you don't want to wait outside the theatre you can meet us at the auberge des adres that's settled then isn't it wait a little you have a way of setting things to suit yourself before other people have a chance to consider them what is there to consider whether you are to see your lady home or not you never know what may be involved in a simple act like that but i have a sort of premonition hush 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 don't talk of spooks while the sun is shining let him come or not as it pleases him we can always find our way back here adolph rising well now i have to leave you model you know good-bye both of you and good luck to you maurice to-morrow you will be out on the right side good-bye henriette do you really have to go i must good-bye then we'll meet later adolph goes out saluting madame catherine in passing think of it that we should meet at last do you find anything remarkable in that it looks as if it had to happen for adolph has done his best to prevent it has he oh you must have noticed it i have noticed it but why should you mention it i had to no and i don't have to tell you that i wanted to run away through the kitchen in order to avoid meeting you and was stopped by a guest who closed the door in front of me why do you tell me about it now i don't know madame catherine upsets a number of glasses and bottles that's all right madame catherine there's nothing to be afraid of was that meant as a signal or a warning probably both do they take me for a locomotive that has to have flagmen ahead of it and switchmen the danger is always greatest at the switches how nasty you can be monsieur maurice isn't nasty at all so far nobody has been kinder than he to those that love him and trust in him Shh. henriette to maurice the old lady is rather impertinent we can walk over to the boulevard if you care to do so with pleasure this is not the place for me i can just feel their hatred clawing at me goes out maurice starts after her good-bye madame catherine a moment may i speak a word with you monsieur maurice maurice stops unwillingly what is it don't do it don't do it what don't do it don't be scared this lady is not my kind but she interests me or hardly that even don't trust yourself yes i do trust myself good-bye goes out curtain end of act one